you have your Bible, the book of Ephesians is where I'll begin reading from the third chapter and I'll read the 20th verse there and then uh, we're going to preach to you for just a few moments this morning and perhaps into the afternoon. Uh, I'm thankful for the privilege of his presence and I'm thankful to be able to enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise and I am thankful unto him and I bless his name. The verse begins with this word, now. Somebody say now. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So I love the start of that verse because if you're not a patient person, is there anybody that you, you're challenged with patience? And I'm trying to be patient with all of you that haven't raised your hand just yet, but we are challenged with patience. And when you are challenged with patience, you love the word now. Somebody say now. Yeah, right now. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all. All these things are sounding good. And it happens if we ask or think, but it's a, the contingency is it's according to the power that worketh in us. And so the title that I have for you today plays into the weekend where we are. I came to preach on this Sunday. There is no trick to his treat. There is no trick to his treat. It's spelled out quite well. I'm glad that I serve a God that when I believe he can do for me what I need him to, that's just getting him started. Above and beyond all my expectation, that's the kind of God. Anybody that's thankful for that kind of Savior, just go ahead and clap your hands. Somebody ought to give him a shout of praise. You ought to praise him like he's worthy. I give you praise right now. I thank you, Lord. I give you glory. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Thank you for starting me on my way. Thank you for guiding me on my journey and keeping me day by day. Look at your neighbor and say, there is no trick to his treat. And you may be seated. Trick or treat, smell my feet, give me something good to eat. You know what I'm saying today? We're talking about Halloween weekend. And I, I can remember, Sister Michelle, back in the day, as they say, I looked forward to. What kid doesn't like candy? I looked forward to Halloween because I knew that we would have an opportunity as a kid to select something that we would like to become and we would go from house to house and how many of you were like me you had a neighborhood that you went to and you know what whenever we saw the light on now we would wait till it was dark and I couldn't hardly wait until Cameron I couldn't hardly wait until the sun went down most days I was wanting the sun to stay up as long as it could so I could stay outside and play but not on that day sister Casey I was ready come on son go down because when it gets dark I get to go and every house that has a light on they were the Motel 6 before the Motel 6 was the Motel 6. They would leave the light on for us and if there was a porch light that was on, we knew it was fair game for us to walk up 
and to ring the doorbell and say, trick or treat. You know, after you do trick or treating a few times, you figure out the houses that are good. No offense to the people that give Tootsie Rolls, God love you, that's wonderful. But man, if I could ever find a house that was giving out candy bars, does anybody know what I'm talking about? Mm, don't lay a finger on my butterfinger. Oh, the joy of almond joy. Man, I knew, Brother Claude, I knew the places that I was going to go and I was going to get a Tootsie Roll and man, you know, we'd ring the doorbell and we'd get a couple of Tootsie Rolls and that was wonderful, but we were off to a place and there was a place that was on our path that I knew we were going to get a candy bar. But they didn't just give you a candy bar, they let you pick your candy bar. But before you could pick your candy bar, you had to, you didn't just, I've, I've had people back in the day when we did trick or treat, you know, and they'd ring the doorbell and, and then you'd come out there and they just, those kids, you know, just shy and in shock. They, they wouldn't say a word. This place, you had to say something if you wanted to access the almond joy. You had to give them some type of joke. Like, do you know what's black and white and red all over? The newspaper. See, you don't know because we don't have those anymore. What's black and white, black and white, black and white, black and white? That's a nun rolling down a hill. See, we had all these. We had all these. We had the plethora of possibility when it came to knock-knock jokes and I'm not going to get into any of those. But we, we had, there was something that had to be said you couldn't just stay there and think, I'd like to have that almond joy. If I'm going to get to pick the butterfinger, if the butterfinger is ever going to touch my finger, I'm going to have to say something so that I have access. And there would be kids that would sit there all silent and they'd say, no, you got to tell us a joke. You got to say trick or treat. You got to say something. And then when something was said, all you had to do, in other words, was you had to ask if you wanted to get what they had. I want somebody to hear what I'm preaching to you today. I didn't come to tell you cute little stories about trunk or treat or trick or treat or candy that you get as a kid. I want somebody to understand. We have walked in, the lights are on and there's somebody home. There's somebody in this sanctuary that's just waiting on you to see that what is available today is better than a Tootsie Roll. It's better than some candy bar that might hit your fancy. There is the ability for God to do a miracle for you. He's just waiting on you to have a little something that starts on the inside and says, I got some praise. I, I got to praise. I got to praise and I got. You start praising God. You start worshiping God and God will start something for you that is bigger and better than what you need. He wants you to ask. Matter of fact, he said, ask and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. But we, we serve such a Savior that when you don't have the courage, when you don't have the courage, now I remember back in the day, these sweet people, when there was someone that just wouldn't say anything, they would still give them something. You know what I'm saying? That's just, 
know, that little, that little person would just sit there and just all shy. And, okay, we'll go ahead and give them something. Because they, they were giving. They were, they were kind. I mean, they were giving candy bars when everybody else was giving Tootsie Rolls. I mean, they were good people. I remember being good people. And actually, you, you wait long enough and you just act all shy. They'll end up giving you something even though you didn't say anything. You know, that's how good God, if you just have, if you just have faith today, you may not, you may not be able to worship the way us crazy people around here worship, but if, if you could just let a little faith start stirring in your spirit and say, I've got a feeling everything's going to be all right. I don't know how he's going to do it, and I may not be able to vocalize it, but I think that my God can do what I need him to do. Then get ready. The ticket is coming down the path. Your promise is coming down that dusty road. Now, somebody say now. now. Now unto him that is able. He's able. He's able. I remember, you know, giving after we got it, then we'd be one of those that would give out. You ever given a kid a treat and they say, you got, you got some more where that came from, you know what I'm saying? They kind of look at you like, two Jolly Ranchers and a Tootsie Roll? What else you got in there? Here's what I know, that God, God is able to do what you need him to and a whole lot more. I love that our Savior specializes in abundance. Anybody ever listened to the prayer needs and said, I'm kind of afraid to raise my hand. It feels like maybe he's going to run out after all. The list just gets longer and the needs just get bigger. And it just seems like everybody already beats you to the doorbell. And I don't know if he's going to have any. You know what I love about our Savior is he specializes in abundance. He took five loaves and two fish, fed 5,000 men plus women and children, and then had baskets full left over. God did not run out this weekend with what you need. God has everything you need and more. Now unto him that is able. He's able. Somebody say he's able. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that you might ask or think. What you're asking for, what you're Thinking and believing for is the beginning of the blessing. It's just getting our Savior started. That's the kind of Savior that we serve. But the key, there's no trick. It's simply spelled out. The key is it's according to the power that worketh in us. There is Action required. How many of you know when he said, go show yourselves to the priests, these men that were leprous men, they had an incurable disease. It required the action of faith, them doing what he said, and when they did, they were cleansed. 
Thank God for His Word. His Word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It pierces even to the divided son or soul spirit, joints and marrow, discerner of the thought and intent of the heart. God knows what you need, and His Word goes forth. But He expects us not to simply be hearers only, but doers also. He wants us to respond, and when we respond, we reap the result. The power working in you is what's going to bring about the blessing. The power that's working in you is what's going to open the door for more. So if you need God to do something, don't just simply sit there and think or say, I need God to do this, 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 and that. But say, I believe God is able to do it and I'm going to get the power working in me and I'm going to respond to the word and thus reap a result. It's not sufficient on Sunday to say, preacher, preach. That's good. Good word. Thank you. Appreciate that word. Thank you for preaching. I had so many kind things that were said to me. I can't think of anything that was more kind than someone you... You, you wrote it in there and, and you're here today and I won't embarrass you, but there was someone in here that wrote in my card that you sing good. That's right. You sing good. Now, so many said, you know, preaching and all that, but I mean, when somebody said, you sing good, I mean, that made my day. I was like, that's so sweet for somebody to say, you sing good. So many kind things and, and you know, Whenever I got that card, you know, I said, I'm going to sing a little more. I, I got to pray. I, you know, I mean, I just feel it every once in a while, Sister Michelle, and I just start singing it. Just that, what, you got to get, you got to get the power working in you if you want the thing that you need to come to pass and then more. Remember, God doesn't merely meet minimums. He always exceeds expectation and he is a savior of surplus. Look at your neighbor and say, there's more where that came from. You like that baby root? You like almond joy? You want you a butterfinger? We got them all. Man. You can have everything today. We'll throw in a few Tootsie Rolls and Jolly Ranchers if you like them too, please. Put it all in there. It's not always easy in the midst of the mess and the day-to-day difficulties to stayed focused with faith and that's understood by our Savior. Perhaps an excellent anecdote in regard to the concept of struggling and dealing with difficulty is found in Luke 5 and if you would be so kind just put verse 1 up there and we'll work our way through and we'll talk about what happened in the gospel of Luke as he He's there, the Savior, and he's preaching and he's sharing the word of God and he's, he's standing, the, the lake is behind him and the crowd is before him and people just start, have you found that more and more people have more and more situations, that more and more people have more and more dilemmas? Have you found that more and more people have more and more needs? And it just seems like that it's almost too much. 
But what I love about God is He always has more than enough for people that want and need more. So when He can't get all the crowd in because He's on land, He will go and do something that is needed and necessary for there to be the opportunity. He doesn't send them away. As a matter of fact, in the text that I preached a couple weeks ago, it talked about, he said, I can't send them away. If I send them away, they may fall by the wayside. They may not make it if I don't give them what they have needed. Somebody hear what I'm preaching to you today. There are people out there, they're not going to make it if we don't provide for them what they need. So we may have to do more. Look at your neighbor and say, you may have to do more. You say, well, Lord help us, Pastor. We got about every day in October filled and we got about every day in November filled and I know December is coming and we're going to celebrate his birth. We're going to celebrate his birth by doing something about every day in December. And it just seems like we have people that want more and need more, so we need to do more. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to do more. So Jesus says, I know what I can do. I'll go get in one of these boats and I'll push the boat out and then I'll be able to bring the people up to the land. So he goes and gets in one of the boats that's there and there are more and more people pushing in and gathering in and he starts speaking to them and he's made, he's made a provision for the possibility of helping more people than he originally. I believe that's what we've got to try to do. Keep making provision and create possibility for more and more people to have what they need. So he did. Verse 2 says this. He saw two ships standing by the lake. But the fishermen were gone out of them. They were washing there. They were done. Anybody ever had one of those kind of days and you were just D-O-N-E, you were done. I'm done. They were done. They had had enough. They weren't having the kind of day. Anybody ever had one of those kind of days? You know what I'm talking about where nothing went right and you're like I'm going to go back into bed and I'm going to get out of the other side of the bed even if there is a wall there if you know what I'm talking about it's just like something's got to change this isn't working so these fishermen they had had that kind of day and it seems like when you're having that kind of day everybody wants more when you're having a great day you got plenty to give oh yeah I got almond joy butterfinger and you, when, when you're having one of those kind of days, you're like, here's a tootsie roll, whatever. Just one of those kind of days. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done. I've had enough. I've toiled all day. I've been out there. Now, understand this perspective. Here's the Savior. He sees the crowd of people that are wanting and needing and desperate and hungry and desiring to have a word. And he's teaching. And the disciples are just done. They're just done. They've been out there fishing all day. They haven't had a bite. There is nothing good happening. They're done. They're over there washing their nets. They're saying, okay, maybe tomorrow. Next verse, please. Verse 3 says this. And he entered into one of the ships. It was Simon's. And he tells Simon, if you would, just go out a little bit from the land. And, you know, Simon 
He's over here. He's had a tough day. If you've ever had a tough day fishing, you know, when you come back and you caught a boatload, you are ready to tell the tale. You're ready to share the story. But when you ain't had a bite all day, don't talk to me about fishing. When you've toiled all day and you haven't caught anything, I'm not really, I'm not feeling chatty today. I'm not really wanting to talk it up. I'm not really wanting to say, man, they're really biting there. Oh, you should have seen the Lord. You, no, no, no. What you got on your mind is let's get home, get a bite to eat, and let's go to bed so we can wake up tomorrow and have the kind of day tomorrow that's different than the day we had today. Anybody ever just had one of those kind of days? You know what I'm talking about, and you're not thinking about helping people. Be careful and cautious because when you're at your worst, he needs you to be at your best. When you have had one of those kind of days, he says, hey, would you mind if I borrow your boat and we push out a little bit from the land because look at all these people that need me to help them. And he sits down and he teaches the people out of the ship. So, Imagine in your mind, Jesus is teaching and all these people are just eating it up. And then you got fishermen somewhere off to the right and the left and they're just washing their boats like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Washing their nets, yeah, yeah. They're, I don't know what they were washing their nets for because if you hadn't caught any fish, they're like, those nets don't even smell like fish, Brother Clyde. You know what I'm saying? You ever been fishing and your hands don't smell like fish? It wasn't a good day. Verse 4, please. So, now, understand, Jesus has had this powerful conference. It was standing room only. He gets out in the boat. There's people everywhere. He's teaching them. Brother Casey, they're just feasting. He's just sharing. And, I mean, he's had this successful crusade. Everybody's loving it. They're like, whoa, this guy's awesome. And Peter's just over there. Simon's just washing his nets going, ugh, I, I can't wait to start another day. And then he looks at Simon who just got all his tackle put up. He put every lure back in place. He put all the, if you've ever been in a boat that has a place that you open this little thing and you, you put all these rods and reels up underneath and you close the lid and the boat looks clean. Everything's perfect, ready for the next day, ready to start over. And then Jesus says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets, you're, gonna, you're getting ready to have the catch of a lifetime. Now, if it's first thing in the morning, and I got everything ready to go, and I've got faith. I've been on, I've been on fishing trips that I've had faith. It all looks good. Brother Johnny, everything looked good. And he, if, if it's first thing in the morning and I haven't, I haven't cast a line and, and Jesus says, I got a spot. I know a spot. I'm going to take you. You know that's a good day if a fisherman tells you, I'm going to take you to a spot where I'm catching fish. Because when people ask me where I catch fish, you know what I tell them? I tell them usually right there in the lip. Because fishermen don't tell the spot that they catch fish because if you ever tell somebody the spot that you catch fish when you get back there somebody going to be in your spot so 
Can you imagine? Pete has been to all of the spots that he catches fish. Don't think that he has it. He's a fisherman. He's already been out in the deep. He's already gone where this carpenter is telling him to go. I want to tell somebody something. There is no trick to his treat. What God has for you is something that is exceeding abundantly and above all that you could ask or think. All you have to do is what he tells you to. It's just that simple. Now I could see where you would say, as Pete said, in his mind, you know that thought's running like, carpenter, fisherman. I've been there. I've done that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If you don't mind, tomorrow we'll go get a fresh start. I've already cleaned my nets. My rods and reels are already put up real nicely. Has anybody ever been in a place that you want something, but you have already tried and tried and tried, and you haven't gotten it, and you're just saying, let me just start fresh. I've already prayed today. I've already talked to God today. I've already worshipped. How much longer is pastor going to preach if he'll hurry up? We can beat the Baptist to Grecian if he could just hurry up and get done with what he's saying. And you're, I'm doing my best to establish that criteria today. Because we've all been there. We've all been there where we've tried and we've tried and we've tried and we've tried and we ain't caught no fish. Is there anybody that's ever been fishing and you had one of those days that no matter what you did, you couldn't catch a fish? Anybody? Those of you that didn't raise your hand, then you're either a really good fisherman and you're lying or you ain't ever fished because if you've ever fished, you've fished. If it was catching, everybody would be doing. It's fishing because you're trying, you're trying. They, they just kept trying and they were, they started to get frustrated, kind of like everybody's trying to get a little agitated, like how long are you going to belabor this point, Pastor? It just seems like you just keep going and going and going and going and going. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's, that's kind of that's what was happening here. Peter, Peter said, there's got to be, there's got to be a trick to this. There's got to be a trick to this. What's the trick? Savior's life. No trick. Just do what I tell you to do. And the Bible says when he was told by our Savior, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a drought. Verse 5 says this. Simon answering said. He wanted to establish, he wanted to establish the baseline. Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. That's a zero. Nada. Not even a goldfish. No minnows. Nothing. Nothing. When you're having a bad day and you catch a sucker, you count it. But they didn't even catch a sucker. Nothing. They had caught nothing. They weren't realizing any of their potential. They weren't seeing the revival that they wanted to see. When they looked out 
into the congregation. There were multiple empty benches. Oh, now, oh, see, lights are starting. Now, I, Pastor, I understand now what you're talking. I thought we were talking about fishing. No. That's my trick. There is no trick to his treat. What we must do. I know we've tried this and we've tried that and we've gone here and we've gone there and we've done this, this, this and a little bit of that and when that didn't work, we tried a little bit of this, this, this and that. And it just doesn't seem like we can ever get a payload. They were in the business of fishing. It wasn't recreational fishing. They weren't trying to put fish on the wall. They were trying to make bank. That's what they did for a living. When you're not having success, bills aren't getting paid. And when you're not having success, things aren't happening. And when you're not catching fish, then you aren't doing what you're supposed to do. Where is everybody? Where are the fish? And when he says, when he says, launch out into the deep, you know what Pete wanted to say? Been there, done that. He didn't quite say it like that. He said, Master, we've toiled all night. We've tried this. We've tried that. We haven't done any good. And then he says this, and here's what I want you to hear as I conclude this morning, and I made it to this afternoon. Just that word there. Nevertheless. 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 Here's what, here's what I want you to understand as I conclude this message this afternoon. Nevertheless. Always means more. Hear what I'm saying right now. When you get the mentality, Brother Clyde, when you say, it's not, I realize it's not me anyway. It's what you, whatever, whatever you say. Have you ever told somebody whatever you say? Anybody ever said it in a sarcastic tone, whatever you say? But when you consider the one that spoke this world into existence, he's the one that created the fowl of the air and the fish of the sea. When he tells me, you do what I say and you can have what I have for you. Nevertheless, always means more. What's getting ready to happen, Brother Clyde, is we're going to do whatever he tells us to, no matter whether we've done it a hundred times before. We're going to do it because there's no trick. There's no trick. Just keep doing what he tells you to do, and there's going to be a now moment. Is there anybody ready for a now moment? Here's what I want you to understand. I want you to stay with me in the closing moments of this message. I want you to understand that there, there's coming a day, there's coming a day when maybe we'll be willing to share our secrets. Where we'll tell them where we're catching fish and what we're catching fish with. I can't wait for the day. I'll tell you, when you know you're having a good day, when you know you're having a good day, I've, I've been, I, I just, just this week, while I was down there in Branson, uh, finally, after like four days of meetings, I got one morning off and I said, you know what I'm going to do today? There's a reason why my fly rod was in the 
back of that rig because I knew after Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of meeting church, meeting church, meeting church, I was going to get a chance to go fishing. You know, when you go out there in Branson and you go down where the stream's coming out and the fish are there and you see the fish and you know that you have something on there that they want, you go to catching them. And you know, when I love, I love being the one that, that, that everybody else is saying, I wonder, wonder what he's fishing with. Because you set the hook, bring it in. Oh, that's pretty. Isn't that pretty? Take a picture and let it go. And just That's beautiful. Mm, set the hook and get another one and bring it in and just... It doesn't take long when you're the one catching fish for people to say, what are, you, what are you fishing with? And Brother Neely, after you, now if you, if you fished all day and you ain't caught no fish, nobody cares what you're fishing with. They don't want to fish with what you're fishing with. You're not catching fish. But if you're catching fish, people say, what, what are you fishing with? I like to be able to be the guy that says, right now I'm fishing with the tan scud. And apparently, that's what those trout wanted was a tan scud. Just set the hook and bring that. I, I, had, I had a guy nice enough cross the way said, Hey, when you caught one of them, you were the only one caught that was catching fish. So I took a video of you catching fish and he airdropped it. You want to see that later? Let him show you the tomahawk steak if you want to see that. But I got a video of me catching a fish. And I love being the one that they say, What are you catching fish on? And I... When you're doing good, Jeremy, when you've caught a few fish and you know you're going to catch some more, you don't mind to say, that's a tan scud. Matter of fact, there have been times that I've said, hey, I got an extra one. You want one? Here, you try that. You try that. You tie that tan scud on. You see if you can catch one. Because when you're catching fish, everything's good. But when you toiled all night, you ain't caught a thing. And somebody wants to tell you, can you imagine the carpenter saying, Launch out into the deep. Put down the net. Why don't you try, why don't you try a tan scud today? I've been fishing with the tan scud all day and ain't caught nothing. But if you say the fish are going to bite on a tan scud, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go ahead and do what he tells me to do because I believe in who he is. Here's what I want you to hear as I conclude. Do what he tells you to do even if you've done it before and haven't had the success that you wanted. You say, preacher, I've prayed. Pastor, I've done this, 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 and that. If he says do this, then do this and not that and watch God work. Somebody say now. Now unto him. Stand with me. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly Above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. The same boat that our Savior stepped off the shore and went out into the sea and sat down and taught the multitude. The same boat that the nets were placed neatly below the deck. And the same boat that was now clean and had been cleansed from the difficulty of the day was now the same boat that the nets that the nets were literally breaking from all of the fish that they caught and when Pete called everybody else and said 
I need some help. I need some help getting in. You know what? I can't wait for the day when we say we need some help. There's not enough room in this house to fill everybody that's coming from this community. I say today that if we will do what he tells us to do, we can have what he tells He said if you'll launch out into the deep, if you'll launch out into the deep, you'll get a boatload of fish. We can sit here today and say, washing my nets. I'm done with this. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. I tried this, 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 and that, and it didn't work. Or we can say, nevertheless, nevertheless, at thy word, I'll do what you tell me to do. Nevertheless, always means more. Heads bowed, eyes closed. If you're here today and you you feel like the futility of trying anything to solve the situation has consumed you. You're frustrated because the cares of life have weighted you down. You've tried this and you've tried that and you've not found the success that you want. You're not having the kind of day that you dreamed of. You're dealing with the difficulty and the cares of life. I want you to hear the word and then I want you to get the mentality that Simon said nevertheless at thy word you too can have you too can have what he has there's no trick to his treat all you have to do is what he tells you to if you want something from God today I just ask you to step it's as simple as responding to the word you step out from where you are walk to the front of this building lift your hands and receive a great influx of fish receive a great influx of fish I'm not talking about he's going to put a bass in your hand or a trout in the other I'm telling you that today he'll do what you need him to and more there is no trick there is no trick it's just as simple as asking it's just as simple as believing trust him today trust him today and he will do what he said he would